1: Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Jonathan McClintock, and I invite you to join me as we look into God's Word together over these next few minutes. Well, before we look into the Bible today, I want to share with you something I read on Politico.com, a news article. Somebody wrote um, the title of it being "Can American Soil Be Brought Back to Life?" and the, the article deals with a lot of technical agricultural things that I'm not familiar with. Uh, a lot of scientists testing soil and coming up with ideas on how to better grow uh, their crops and, the, and better grow in the soil that's there in the farmland. But one thing that stood out to me in this article was that farmers today in certain parts of the country in the United States are having difficulty growing certain crops Reason being, the topsoil has been so overly saturated with chemicals and the way it has been treated that the, the, the soil in some areas is, is fine like dust. They tested one um, area of soil, and they put it in a glass of water, and it just dissolved immediately. It was so fine, and it was because of how the soil has been treated over generations of time. And the chemicals and the different things that's been done to the soil that the soil is no longer receptive to seed and it won't soak up the water and they're having a really difficult time and I was thinking this so aptly applies to the biblical passage we're going to look at today in Mark chapter 4 and the parable that Jesus taught about the sower and the seed Well, if if you're in a position right now to open up your Bible and to look at it, read along with me, that's great. If not, you just listen to the scriptures as I read them here. We're going to look at Mark chapter 4, and let's look beginning at verse number 3, is where Jesus begins talking about this parable of the sower and the seed. Mark chapter 4, verse 3, I'm reading from the King James Version, You want to follow along. Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow, and it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, and some sixty, and some an hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. Skipping down to verse 13. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately, and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time, Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. And the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some an hundred. We're going to launch from verses 8 and 20 of Mark chapter 4. Let me read verse 8 and verse 20 again. And other fell on good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, and some sixty, and some an hundred. Verse 20, And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some an hundred. Our focus thought for today is, like the good soil, we must hear and receive the word, allowing it to produce fruit in our lives. So as we look at this passage, we see Jesus is talking to a group of people. He has come to uh, the water, and he's gotten into a boat, and he's thrust out a little bit from the land to teach. Some people feel that Mark's account, his writing, his gospel, was really uh, basically writing down uh, Peter's account, and he leaned heavily on uh, Peter's experience. Thus, we see this idea of Jesus once again getting into a boat and thrusting out a little bit from the land, maybe because everybody that thronged him were wanting to be healed and wanting to see miracles and the miraculous and jesus had to at times push back a little bit and say i need to teach i need you to understand what the kingdom's all about the kingdom is not all about being healed and miracles and the miraculous you need to learn a little bit about the kingdom and what the kingdom is all about and so jesus launches into this parable about the sower and the seed. There's a couple key themes I want us to look at and think about here for the next few minutes um, as you are thinking on this passage and uh, want us to look at you, you see Jesus mentioning all different kinds of soils from uh, the wayside that that path that's kind of outside the uh, on the edge of the uh, tilled and prepared ground that pre- means prepared for the seed and this wayside where the where the feet have walked and it's beaten down so we see this Jesus talking about this wayside, and then we see him talking about stony ground, uh, this dirt and soil that is filled with rocks. We see it also him also talking about thorny ground, where there's a lot of weeds and thorns that are coursing through the dirt uh, that cause the seed to be choked out. And then we see this idea of good ground. This ground that Jesus says are, are those who readily receive the word and not only receive it and hear it, but they obey it and they apply it to their lives and it brings forth good fruit. So I want you to think about for a moment, what kind of ground are you? What kind of ground are you when you hear the word being read, when you hear your pastor preach, when you hear your pastor or a youth pastor or a minister teach, God's Word, what is it in you? Is there a readiness to receive it? Is there a readiness to apply it? Is there a readiness in your heart to obey it? Or is there something that springs up very quickly and pushes back against God's Word? I will say very often when I hear God's Word being taught or preached by someone, there are many times that my heart readily receives it that it makes sense, that it it resonates inside of me. But I'll have to be honest, there are times where I hear the word of God being taught or preached and there's something in me that rises up because I don't want to believe that. Because it's a hard saying, it's difficult. This heart inside of me is sometimes difficult to be tamed. It, 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 It wants to do its own thing, it wants to think its own way, it wants to pursue its own ambitions. And sometimes the word of God is difficult because... The pride inside of our human um, minds and hearts uh, fights against it. But I want you to ask yourself, what kind of soil are you? We all have different responses from time to God's word, and I think they're natural human responses, but I'm talking deeper than that. Are you the type of person that when God moves and speaks through his word to you, and you know God's speaking to you, we've had those moments, right? Well, you know God's talking to you. Are you the type of person that that word finds uh, looks like it's finding good soil, but there's no depth and you don't really take it to heart down deep inside and want to apply it? Jesus talks about, you know, the the stony ground that they are those who have they, they heard the word and they immediately receive it with gladness. But there's no root. So it, it lasts for a time. But when affliction or persecution arises, immediately they get offended. And immediately the word that they had received is it's not allowed to take root. Is that you? Do you receive the word with gladness? Are you there a the preacher? Receive the word with gladness. But maybe after a time. Monday morning hits after your Sunday breakthrough and difficulty comes and stress comes and immediately you leave that word behind and you move on and you try to do it all yourself and you forget what God spoke to you or perhaps maybe the thorny ground. Jesus said that those that are thorny ground, they they hear the word, but they allow the cares of the world and uh, the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering. And they, they they, receive the word, they hear the word, but it's like the rich man that Jesus approached and said, you know, there's one thing you lack. you got to get rid of some of these things in your life. And the rich man went away sorrowful. You may not be per se a rich man or a rich woman, but do you allow the cares of this life to choke out that word? That word you receive, that word you hear, that word that that you've prayed over. But then all of a sudden, there's just some other things in life that just become more important. You get burdened down with the cares of this world, and the word just falls away. I think we have to be honest with ourselves. I think we have to be honest with ourselves today. I see myself at times in this stony ground and in this thorny ground. Where I receive the word with gladness and I'm excited and I want to do it. But the next day something happens and something throws me off a little bit. and Something challenges my faith. And then I have difficulty holding on to that word. Or like the thorny ground, I'll hear the word, I'll receive it. I I want to do it. I want to obey it. And then all of a sudden there's competing interests in my life. And going to do this, going to do that, um, some things pull me away from my commitment that I made when I heard God's word. So which soil are you? I think we all want to be the good soil, right? We all want to be that, that when we hear that word preached or taught and we read that word in our private study and devotion and we something resonates inside and we hear God speak to us, that we receive it with gladness like the stony ground. We receive it like the thorny ground. But then the next day when the cares of this life try to press in upon us or the next day when, when difficulty arises, we need not be like the stony ground or the thorny ground, but instead remind ourselves, no, I received a word from God. God spoke that to me. That's what his word says. And I'm not going to let the cares of this life drown out and choke out and push out what God has given to me. So what kind of ground or soil are you? The second thing I want you to look at, not only what kind of soil, are you, I want you to think about that, but the next thing is, what, what kind of role does the Word of God play in your life right now? Jesus said this kingdom of God is like this sower who went out to sow. What, what role is this, this seed playing in your life? What role is the Word playing in your life? Is it something that you make priority for every day? Is it something that you're looking to every day for guidance and for direction? I want to challenge you this week. If the word doesn't have a prominent role in your life, I want to challenge you. Give it prominent space this week. As we reflect on this parable of the sower and the seed this week, as you reflect on it over these next few days. So our desire to be that good ground to receive that seed And let it take root inside of our hearts and grow into something incredible. The last thing I want you to think about is Mark chapter 4, the very ending of this parable. Mark chapter 4 wasn't in the text that we read, but right at the end, Jesus, it seems that he launches into maybe another, another parable, another type here. But he's really wrapping up his thoughts on the sower, the seed, and gives these disciples an understanding and an idea why he's speaking in parables. Some people, you may have heard it, some people will say, well, Jesus spoke in parables because he wanted to conceal the truth from unbelievers. He didn't want people to really know the truth of the kingdom. And, and I don't really think that's true. I don't really believe that that's true, that God is just, he's this he's one that likes to keep secrets, and he only has, he only reveals secrets to his special people. I believe that the truth is available for all to receive and believe. And Jesus did not speak parables so he could conceal the truth and hide it from people and and make this a special uh, club that you had to know the secret password to understand anything about it. Parables weren't to conceal. Parables were meant to reveal truth. The revealing of the truth just depended upon the soil. If your heart is open to receive, it will be revealed to you. So let me read Mark chapter 4, verse 21, verse 21, 22, and 23. And he said unto them, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed, and not to be set on a candlestick? For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus did not come as the light of the world, come bearing truth, to hide things under a, as he put it here, under a bushel. But a candle is to be set on a candlestick. In other words, Jesus was saying, I didn't come to conceal light and conceal truth from people whose hearts are open to receive But I've come to set this light on a candlestick so that everybody who wants to and desires to can receive. So here is your call to action for this week. First of all, open your heart to God's word. He is not trying to conceal his will or truth or his purpose and plan for you. He's not trying to conceal it and hide it and and force you to, okay, You got to find a treasure map, and you got to search all through different obstacles, and you got to dig and dig and dig, and eventually, possibly, if you're if if you're the right type of person, you'll find it. No, he has he has set his truth so that you can see it. So I want you to approach God number one this week in faith, and when you pray and when you read God's word, I want you to expect Him to talk to you and speak to you. The second thing I want you to do is purposely combine prayer and your Bible reading. I want you to make sure you set aside time to do both together because prayer prepares our hearts so that we can receive the word. We can see this pattern in our the way we have orchestrated our services. Uh, your church may do things completely different, but very often, the uh, a normal what we would consider a normal church service has something to do with music and 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 singing and worship and praising God and then there would be some type of teaching or preaching there's a reason for that it's not just tradition though we get lost in the tradition of it sometimes and we just this is the way the schedule has to go because that's just been the way it always has been but there's really a reason and it and there's there's a purpose behind it Worship and praying and preparing our hearts so that God's spirit, his word can speak to us that word through preaching or teaching. So I want to challenge you today when you set aside time, your personal time for prayer and Bible reading, do them together. Pray a little bit, read some scripture and then meditate and pray over that scripture. God, reveal what you're saying to me. Show me the truth. Let me see that candlestick. Let me see that fire burning. Let me understand what you're saying today through your word. Combine those things together and I believe you will see a richness in your personal devotion time if you will combine prayer and combined Bible reading. And lastly, why don't you read uh, something you can can read this week. Read the parallel passage. We read the the parable of the sower and the seed in Mark chapter 4, but there's a parallel passage. Matthew chapter 13 also contains this parable. So why don't you read through both of those this week and take some time to meditate on those. And then if you want to read Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, it's where Jesus talks about this idea of concealing and revealing truth and what Jesus hearkened back to and and quoted when he was talking about, I didn't come to conceal, I came to reveal truth. Well, as we wrap up our time together, I hope that this has been a blessing to you and I hope it's given you some things to think about the rest of this week as you spend some time developing and building your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Why don't we pray together? Lord Jesus, we are so grateful that you've given us your word, that you speak to us today through your word, that we can open up the the scriptures and we can read through them and we we can see what is true and what is right. And we can receive strength through each word and each verse of scripture. I pray, God, that you would help us to be the good soil, the soil that when we hear your word and we we hear it taught or we hear it preached or we read it for ourselves that when we hear that word that we will receive it with gladness but not just receive it with gladness but we will let it get down and take root inside of our heart because we want to bear fruit and we want to do your will and we want your word to change us and to use us for your purpose and your plan for our lives. Bless these today. Bless these individuals who are listening today. Let your hand rest upon them. In the name of
0: Jesus we pray.